0: Hi, I'm your host, Brittany Spence, and this is In the Face of Illness. We are a podcast committed to cultivating a greater understanding of the many resources available for families facing childhood illness, because we believe this is a vital topic of conversation, not only for families in the throes of the fight, but for everyone. Ultimately, we are here to offer hope in the face of illness. Morgan and Caleb Wright from Halls, Tennessee, have been together for eight years and married for four. After IVF treatment, they are blessed to have a son, Slayton, who is one and a half years old. An ultrasound at 18 weeks of pregnancy showed that Slayton had a cleft lip and palate. Listen in to hear them share their journey of dealing with cleft lip and palate and how they are doing today. We're so excited to have Morgan and Caleb Wright with us this morning. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. Um, so we're going to just spend a little time uh, hearing about Slayton's story mm-hmm. and y'all's journey. Um, and I'm excited to just hear a little more um about Slayton's story, and y'all are the, the first we've had on that um, has a story about the cleft lip and cleft palate. Um, through the years of mentoring families, I've come across quite mm. a few, and I know that it is such a journey. It is. And that it's not a one-and-done kind of <laughs> surgery or procedure or whatever else, and that it's a um, a long journey, not mm. only of procedures and surgeries and medical, but also learning to eat and yeah. learning how to um, enjoy food most definitely, and all of those things. So let's just start a little bit. Um, so tell me about when Slayton was born. Let's start back, actually, with the diagnosis of you finding out in the womb. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. So I found out whenever I was 18 weeks,
1: so my anatomy scan. Okay. Um, so you thought you're going in to just find out... He was a perfect, healthy little boy. Uh huh. Did you know at that point it was a boy already? <laughs> yes, we found out. I think at eleven weeks, yes. like the early testing. So we went through IVF. Okay. He is okay. an IVF baby. Okay. Okay. Um, so we found out why at the IVF clinic what he was. Okay. So we did
0: the blood test. Like you can do it super early. Okay. And um, so knew he's a boy at eleven weeks. Knew he's boy eleven weeks. Go in for the eighteenth, thinking you'd had no issues whatsoever. Yes. Okay. And then we're gonna the, find out.
1: We had no idea what we were looking. I mean, you just like, ultrasounds—they just you have no idea uh-huh. unless you are trained in that. Yeah. So the doctor comes in. He said, "Well, I think he's going to be born with a cleft lip." And we just looked at each other. We know nothing about this. Like yeah. I've seen babies with cleft lips before. Never knew the extent of what that meant. Mm-hmm. And I, he told us, and he was like, "I promise you, it's going to be okay." And I'm like. I don't, I don't, like, something's wrong with my baby. So it's really, you're not okay in a sense of a mom and dad hearing that. Um, So then we got in the car. He kind of told us, like, what we needed to, like, the route we needed to go to once he was born. Okay. We got in the car and we did amounts of research Mm because I was just so confused on Mm -hmm. what that meant. And it's really heartbreaking to see what a cleft baby could look like. Yeah, yeah. They're very different. There's a very different realms of clefts yeah
0: so a oh, why just it's, it's, it can be it can be small your whole to very face. extreme yes. it could be just your lip it could be could your... they tell you any of that from the anatomy scan could they tell how much they thought it was involved they knew it went up to his nose okay so they could they tell had that no part. idea his
1: palate was involved because okay. you just can't see that okay. in depth
0: okay
1: um so fast forward of research upon research upon research finding a doctor i had no idea mm-hmm. what that Entailed. Then we found Doctor Stocks at Le Bonheur, Okay. the Cleft Clinic, and I don't know. I think y'all know Amy, Amy Claire Hogan. Yeah, so yeah. So she is his speech pathologist. Oh, okay. And. Um, we found them, and we've been with them since I was pregnant. Okay. So they are who has helped so us do it all. So you went met
0: with them while still pregnant? Yes, and then— Do they do any more anatomy scans to see even more detailed, or are they like, we have to wait till he's born?
1: They waited till he was born. Okay. So I saw a high-risk doctor okay. my entire pregnancy after that, so every month he could have a check on it okay. just to see how okay. he was growing. Okay. And it was 100%
0: for sure that he was going to be born with— um, a cleft. And did you have any more issues in the womb, any concerns with growth? No, okay. no he
1: was a perfect, healthy little boy. I okay. just didn't know the extent of what his face was going to look like when he come
0: out. Okay. So let me ask you this, because um, I've um i always talked about when, you know, our story in, in um, you know, mentoring families for the last 15 years, that, you know, one quote unquote positive of our story is that I was oblivious that anything was about to go wrong. Mm -hmm. So during the pregnancy, I really was just, you know, we got a good 20-week ultrasound. Everything's going to go great, not knowing, you know, later on what would happen. Um, And so even in mentoring for the last 15 years, one of the ways that I feel like I struggle as a mentor is with cases like y'all's where I don't know that feeling of getting bad news in the womb and then the fear and the unknown and 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 what I've also been told is, you're almost like I don't I know they're safe and healthy and fine in my tummy. I didn't want them to come out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about just from 18 weeks and and how oh, you said he was over. He yes. Over. So, yes. He didn't want to come out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So 18 weeks to 40 plus.
1: Yes. It was. A whole lot of figuring out doctors, figuring out how he was going to eat because he had to have specialty bottles. Mm -hmm. It's very expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to have these special valves in his bottles. You didn't know how he was going to do that because his cleft was so wide. Mm -hmm. Then you have to find orthodontists to help Mm -hmm. him. And then then you have to make sure his cleft team is who you like Mm -hmm. because there's one here and then there's one other states. But. I wanted to stay close to yeah. home just in case. Yeah. Um. Like, there's so much you have to figure out within... You think it's a long time. Mm-hmm. It's very short in yeah. this time. You have to figure it out. Yeah.
0: yeah. And
1: the amount of stress that is... Yeah. On top of, you know that you're about to have a newborn. Yeah. That were doesn't have Were you know able to eat.
0: celebrate or was it more of... I mean, were you able to still be able to celebrate as far as, let's do a baby shower, oh, let's do the nursery? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Okay. We, it never... No matter what,
1: I knew if he was going to... It was going to be bad, Mm -hmm. but I didn't care at that point. We worked so hard for him. Like, Ivy, I commend anyone that goes through it because it is the hardest thing in this world to go through. And... We knew no matter what that he was going to be the most loved little
0: mm-hmm. little boy in the world. Okay, okay. So you do they tell you you need to deliver a certain place? Do you need to be close to no. something?
1: Oh, no. actually delivered in Jackson. So Jackson General. Okay. Um, they were not cleft trained. Okay. So that was really difficult in a sense. So we stayed in the hospital for. Five days, Five days okay. trying to just figure out how to feed him. Okay, that in and of
0: itself. So Plus, he's delivered, and it's it is pretty extensive.
1: Yes. It's, okay. It's very overwhelming. It's yeah. He I had a C section, so okay. he saw him first, and yeah. it was he had a very wide cleft. Like okay. it was, it took over his whole face right here, okay. and then his nose. So he had no nostril, he okay. had a nostril, but it was not. It was so far over. You couldn't see the nostril. Okay. And his palate was so wide, it was the widest they'd ever seen in 20-plus years of practice.
0: Wow. At Jackson?
1: No, at Le I'm sorry. Oh, at the Cleft? Yeah, at the Cleft Clinic. His his was the worst that she had seen as far as palate-wise and lip-wise in
0: 20-plus years of practice. Wow. Okay. So you deliver at Jackson. Mm -hmm. You spend five days there And are they not, are they holding you longer because he's not eating? Because he's not eating. Okay. We could not figure
1: it out. He was not wanting to take a bottle because his cleft was so big, he had no grip. Yeah. So like sucking wise, that's what the palate does. Mm -hmm. So he had nothing to help him. Yeah. So I had to literally hold the bottle in his mouth and like hit the nipple for him Mm -hmm. to get milk in his, like just get milk in him. Okay. Every
0: bottle. Because he couldn't suck. He couldn't suck. Okay. So, so just having to get him. And, and let me just ask this. Why Was there any conversations about a G-tube? Not. Not, not, not at that time. Okay. He's had a
1: feeding tube, but it was when it was his palate surgery. Okay. So at that time, they. Just felt like he was getting enough. He, he was getting something.
0: But you were at having that, two. at that time. Okay, we
1: we go through a, a journey of okay. a, a journey of eating because when we got to Labaner, so we went to Bonner when he was a week and a half old, and that's when it all. So you go home at five days, yes. And then what brings you to Bonner in a week? Our first meeting for her to meet Slayton, so Doctor Stocks to meet Slayton. Okay, that's when the taping started. Okay, okay. So tell me about that. So taping is to bring his face together. Okay, so. It's really—they'll tell you—it's li- usually always on the parents of how your child's face is going to look whenever they have cleft lip. Um, it's because it's how the parent tapes their face. It's—they can show you, but it's all on you, okay? Like, basically. So, um, taping was—I would have to put strips over his lip and just like pull his little face together. My little two-week-old baby, mm. like just pull his face together. To try to make surgery easier on him because okay. surgery was going to come up in just a few months. Okay. So that's when the first day that started. So the first meeting with her, meeting him, the taping started. Okay. And it didn't stop until two days before his lip surgery. Two days before his lip surgery so for years, six months. And how long is he taped? All, All day, day. All 24 day. hours, 24 hours. There was no, he would take breaks, but okay. he would always have tape on his face. Did he eventually get used to that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like growing into it, he would just... Would he fight you in the beginning? Like when you're putting it down or... I feel like he'd become a fighter once he realized what was going on. Yeah. He was like, you're touching my face. Stop Uh touching my face. Because he is a baby. He was a baby and still is. He does not like anyone to touch his face because he's very...
0: Yeah, he knows. He's
1: dealt with that his entire life. Uh So he does not like anybody to touch his face. So I feel like whenever he got to the point where it was he was really over it is when he got his NAM device. Okay. So the NAM device is his palate. Okay. So they make a, they, they do it at the orthodontist. Okay. Doctor Paris, um, they do an impression and have an impression on your very little weak old baby. Is mm, <laughs> <It's okay>. awful, <laughs> terrible. We all cried. I think we all cried in that sense because he was just screaming. Um, They do an impression, and then there's a NAM device that he keeps in his mouth to eat. So that's his palate. That's his replacement until he can get a palate. Okay. And is it in
0: there like... It's... Is it like a retainer? (laughs)
1: Kind of, sort of, yeah. So it's like swooped in his mouth it goes in the roof of his mouth and then you have the tape to hold it oh so God. you have rubber bands like rubber bands for your braces yeah so you have like his, it's back here and then you like back on his cheeks and then you pull it and then that's how it stays in his okay. mouth so
0: he had that almost like the the old days of the um we are probably too young but marilyn what's it called when you um yeah headset did you know yes it? Yeah, we were just talking about that the other day yeah like in braces <laughs> yes. in the olden days you know you had like a yeah. yeah it says yes. called Head headgear I would, I'll, yeah, I'll have
1: to show you pictures of him in yeah. his okay, in his Nam because it was it was a blessing because it made if feedings were before the Nam they were over an hour,
0: okay. And you were doing it, so you would finish, and then literally almost start again. Literally, like we had no sleep;
1: we were so sleep deprived. on top of postpartum, yeah, a a newborn, like we did not have an easy newborn experience. And so the NAM was a lifesaver in a sense; it cut feedings down to thirty minutes minutes because he could suck now. Because he could suck, okay. And he was also he was in the the category of malnourished because he just was not. Yeah, it takes an hour to feed. All the calories
0: are going out of your body. Yeah. So he was he's, not he's working so hard. To feed. Yeah. And
1: so he was not gaining weight. He okay. was just tiny, mm-hmm. little, little baby. So
0: And with the the extensiveness of his cleft, was he able, did the tape and the NAM allow him to put a, a grip, a suction around the bottle? Oh, yeah okay. no, it definitely helped that okay. that name is a lifesaver okay, I
1: know a lot sometimes in the cleft world, a lot of parents are against that because it is extensive yeah it's 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 kind of dramatic in a way for a baby if you an even a parent you putting that in your baby's mm-hmm. mouth, but in our situation, it was a lifesaver mm-hmm. because that's how not only we were able to function as being his
0: parents because yeah. giving him a bottle, but it made him better as well. Yeah. And I'm then, so glad you're sharing this, because I'm sure there's parents that are listening, saying, you know, that are really debating at this point. Most definitely. You know, thinking about, do we, do we not? I've heard, but, you know, that whole, as a, you know, um, as a parent of, of teenagers now, you know, there's lots of things, not nothing like that. But there's lots of things that often we, you know, we don't want to see our children be right. sad or cry or be hurt. but you know, we have to keep them safe and we have to keep them healthy. And so, I mean, whether that's shots or vaccines or whatever. And so for this, y'all knew Mm. this is going to be tough. Mm. It's not going to be easy on him. It's going to be very dramatic to get him measured and have all the different things but that it was a gift in the end i too, knew in y'all. the long run that he would
1: love us for it. whenever he was 14 yes. 15 or yeah. he would be really mad at us if we didn't do that yeah so as traumatic as it was the first year now seems like a blur mm-hmm. because it was just we went to the doctor every week wow we had doctor's appointments every single tuesday wow to get it readjusted to make sure that everything was good, make, so you
0: get the NAM readjusted, readjusted,
1: at filed, the orthodontist. The, get it, yes, add, get it filed, get it making to where he's looking at his palate, making sure he's looking at his lip, making sure it's all coming together. And is that something every orthodontist does? It's so, Doctor Paris. I don't know if that's every orthodontist, but okay. he specializes in clefts as well.
0: Okay. So,
1: and he's... Is that somebody that's closer to where you live? No, so he li- he's actually in Germantown. Okay. So, we drove to Germantown every Tuesday. Wow. Okay. But he, they, his, him and his staff are the most amazing people in this world. Uh-huh. Like, so... I, I didn't care about the drive because they were just so good. Okay. The The doctors that we have surrounded by us are lifesavers. Yeah. So it's. And you how do what often you, did you do you have to go to the cleft lip? We go every month. Clinic. Okay. Yes, every
0: month. Okay. Every month
1: we go. And then she gets an eye on him. And
0: So every month she's monitoring y'all from one and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. And so. Is she giving you kind of a timeline of this is when we think the first surgery's yes. gonna this yes. is when the had, surgery is going to happen? Yes, she had no
1: idea within the first few months if he was going to be ready because it was just taking forever to get his mouth. Because she wants it as close as possible to make surgery easier on him. Okay. Because it's a very drastic change of what's happened because he had to have a, nonal, nonal, uh, uh, a nasal reconstruction too is it, what are they called rhinoplasty? Oh, yes yeah. he had to have his whole his whole nose reconstructed because okay. he didn't have that nostril
0: and that's by that same same doctor okay she's phenomenal she, she does all of that yeah she
1: does all of that okay so um it was all on her timeline of mm-hmm. when she thought it was going to be best so us were like we're so over like doing this but yeah. i was like i'm going to do it as long as possible to make yeah. sure that's easier on him
0: yeah and okay. bless it.
1: He is. They call him the one percent at their clinic. So really, because he is he is one percent.
0: Really, he
1: is one percent in a, a hospital stays with them. They've never had a child stay as long as they've had to stay after surgery.
0: So lead us through that. So at six months. He goes in to do the first part, right? Yes. Okay. So that's the cleft lip and the rhinoplasty. Yes. So that's at six months old, and then you stay how long on that stay?
1: Were there a week? Right out of a week. Right out of a week. Okay. So he,
0: the reason. Up on the little infant toddler floor or? Yes. Okay. So. um, Eighth floor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Eighth floor. Yeah. Yes. yes. Now
1: that I'm like, it comes back to me now. That uh-huh. I, yeah. I, like when I'm going back and really talking about it, I'm like, oh my
0: goodness. Yes. Um, I've had people tell me that do this. They're like, well, that was kind of like therapy. Because they <laughs> talk through the story. Yes. And, you know, go back and relive it and also leave and are like. Yeah, I'm stronger than I thought it was. Oh, like what amen. we went through. Yes. You so know, back,
1: stronger and y'all are stronger. Going back a little bit. So I had actually wrote into, then I'll say his hospital. I would actually wrote into ACPA. So that's uh, um, the Clef Association. Mm-hmm. So it's a national website. Um, I wrote our entire story, what I'm telling you right now, from like start to his last surgery. And it was the most therapeutic thing in the world. Just like go through and yeah. like tell his story. And then he got, uh he got on the national website the front page oh wow so I'm like it's so crazy because I'm such a big clef of clef advocate like yeah. I never knew anything about it yeah. and it's really not widely known around here mm-hmm. like a lot of people don't talk about it so yeah. whenever somebody asks me about it like I just have to go into full detail like it's scary yeah but you can do
0: it yeah if nothing. I can do it yeah
1: and if he can do it you can do it. Yeah, so yeah. There's, it's, it's, it's wild. So that's that's a big accomplishment we've had. Uh-huh. Is every opportunity I try to jump on yeah. being able to talk about him. Um, but hospital stay. So we were there for a week, and you cannot leave until you have drank a certain amount. Okay. There's so eighty percent. Yeah,
0: like you, you can't eighty percent of a bottle of, of of what they recommend him needing per every feeding. Okay. six ounces
1: yeah it was like six ounces so he had to drink six ounces before we could leave okay okay he was not drinking anything
0: like the whole week he he
1: wouldn't he he refused absolutely everything so we had people come in and out just try 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 and usually you do syringe feeding Mm -hmm. so it's usually a very big syringe makes sense to help yeah um he refused 1% is what we call him in that yeah. sense. So, um, he refused everything. So, I think it was like day five, and we were just not sleeping, exhausted, ready to go home. Yeah, worn uh, out, worn out. Like, also having a miserable baby because he's number one, hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, which also means he can never settle well yes, to sleep because he's hungry. And then he just had his whole face reconstructed, mm-hmm. like. Everything is different. He's used to having a hole in his face. So this is the major surgery. We thought.
0: Okay. okay. We thought. We thought. We okay, thought. Okay. If he wasn't the one percent, would that have been the major surgery, or is it is it always that there's one more major surgery? There's always going to be one more major surgery. Okay. Okay. Um, but so it's always uh, for the most. Well, I won't say always because everybody's different. But for for someone like Slayton, that's missing as much as they are, it is a. T- a two-part surgery no matter, no matter what, what. Okay. no matter what and
1: it okay. can even be more after this that's up to the doctor's discretion if slayton wants more got it. so i'd okay. have to show you pictures of like how his lip is now so yeah. if he wanted more is when yeah. he got older but this one was we knew that he was first major surgery okay so six months old six months old okay. um won't take syringes won't take syringes will not do anything is fighting everybody Restless. He's used to sticking his tongue through his face, so he's like everything has changed for him. The Uh way he's breathing—that's another thing you you don't really think about, but like his breathing's all different now. So, um, and then we were sitting there like day five, and Caleb we Caleb had these like tiny little like one millimeter syringes. That's why we gave his medicine through. Gave his medicine through. Okay, and I had we had some in the uh, the diaper bag, and Caleb said, "I'm just going to do it." And I be golly brown. He took it
0: really. He he was used to it. You think because he was used to it?
1: He took it, he took that tiny syringe, and we called them instantly. Like, he's taking it. So, we had to line up probably 300 syringes. One mill, like they went all around that hospital to find Uh one milliliter syringes. We had 300 lined up, and we were just shooting them. They were like, whatever to be able to get us home. We were just (sighs) shooting them yeah so you would just fill the milk up in those fill them he would fill them and then set them down and then i would just one after another one after another and i bet it took it took forever but at that point he hadn't ate in so many days that we were just like he's got to he's that. got to do like uh-huh. he praise the lord he's eating okay so we did that and they were like what the world <laughs> Yeah, Doctor Stocks says I've never in my life seen a baby have to take a one milli mil- one millimeter syringe before. Um, so we did that, and for we had, how
0: long did you do that? We had
1: to do that for at least a couple more days wow. to make sure that he's still going to be able at to at the take hospital it at the hospital. Okay, okay. okay. Then, it then it carried on when we got home. So it's waking up in the middle of the night, preparing preparing that many syringes. Like one bottle was one. It's. I'm not sure uh, how many syringes any, it took. That lady converts over to CCs. I forget how many CCs is actually in
0: an ounce, but it took a while to give him one feeding. Oh, like
1: forever. So it was 2 a.m. and doing that. Terrible. And then finally, they have something called a teether feeder. So it's kind of like a bottle, but it has a. Like
0: a built in straw. Like a built
1: in straw top. that you and you can like just stick it in their cheek, okay, okay. basically. And I told him one night, I was like, I'm going to have to do something. Yeah. Like, it's also like mentally draining uh-huh. on a parent yeah. to have to do that. And yeah. uh, I was like, I have got to do something. And I did it. And he took it. I was like, we're getting somewhere. I think that was like two weeks after being home.
0: So for two weeks, uh, we were did doing just syringes. syringes. Wow.
1: Like, forever. like just syringes. It was miserable. And were y'all both still trying to work too? I, I was a stay-at-home mom. Okay. So okay. he worked full time. Oh, so, Kayla, just yeah. like
0: on no sleep.
1: No sleep. We never slept. <laughs> yeah, I
0: guess.
1: We never slept. And he was also never a sleeper to begin with. Mm. So on top of he he just recently started sleeping through the night and he's wow. 18 months. <laughs> yeah. So um, so we did that for two weeks. And finally, he took that teeter feeder. And then I was like, I just have to try a bottle. Like I have to try a bottle. And then I stuck that bottle in his mouth and he finally took it. And I was like,
0: praise the Lord. Praise yeah. like a little bit like
1: uh, it has lifted off your shoulders Uh like we did it and then then with the clef um with the clef lip surgery they have stitches so he had to have surgery two weeks after he had to go back under to have surgery to have this to to remove the stitches and to redo them to dissolvable
0: okay so the so first round
1: she had to take out okay got and it. then the second was the dissolvable ones and um because there was also some in his lip mm-hmm. so and then it took a minute for him to get comfortable with a bottle without the nam
0: because he was so used to that for yeah. six months so the NAM after this surgery, the NAM comes out.
1: NAM comes out. Okay. You can have another device put in for a palate because you still don't have a palate. Okay. But having his lip together gave him suction. Okay. Um, but he did not like that. Yeah. The, the device. He didn't like the device after the surgery. Okay. So I just. Yeah. Threw that out. And I was okay. like, okay, if you're going to take a bottle. Yeah. We're going to take a bottle. he's taking his full feeds now. Yes. He's okay. good. So okay. we thrived. We thrived for. Six, until another six months, until okay. that next <laughs> surgery.
0: Yeah, okay. And so at that point, you're home, just at that point kind of doing normal. Yes, Normal life, working on,
1: Every, working on everything. Everything,
0: yeah, lifting his head and yes. all that tummy time, time. Okay, and so then you're still seeing the doctor regularly, once yes. a month. Yes, Are you having to see the orthodontist anymore?
1: Um. We see him after surgery,
0: but we don't see him again until after his palate surgery. Okay, so then the next big surgery is booked one day before his first birthday? Yes. Okay. And yeah. so y'all go in for that and tell me about that. That's And that's called your palate surgery? That's his palate surgery. Okay. So So he's fully healed from the first surgery. Yes. All that's looking good. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: That surgery is, I think, very traumatic for, <laughs> on all realms for us because we weren't expecting it to be as bad as it was. So we were used to the surgeries in a sense of because so going into this, this was his fifth surgery because he's had four four, so he's had multiple tubes he's had other surgeries that he needed so we were used to the surgery aspect we're used to like them taking him from us and Mm -hmm. saying bye and um but this it was so different so they took him we gave him a kiss said i love you said see you in a little bit Mm -hmm. and
0: and now he's getting more aware i mean he's almost one he's he's
1: very aware of what's happening he knows his mama he knows his daddy he knows that he's going to strangers
0: yeah
1: luckily he's socialness uh social because he has always been around strangers Mm -hmm. from his entire life he's been around strangers doctors nurses everybody um and I think we sat there, we went down to get something to eat, and that's actually where y'all were giving out breakfast.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So,
1: um, we got breakfast and went back up, and we we were expected for like... They said it was a four to five hour surgery. Yeah, we were okay. expecting like a very long surgery. And then like f- hour four hit, and we hadn't... Like it was still back there. And mm-hmm. we were like, what the world is happening? We just... Like anxiety, like you know, as a parent, like something's not right. Yeah, and um, we finally it was done. We went to talk to Doctor Stocks, and then it took like another. We said bye to her. He was in the recovery room, and uh, it was like another hour and a half. We were like, what the
0: world. So you knew the surgery was done. I knew it was certain news and recovery, but they the, weren't coming to get they you. They weren't
1: coming to get us. And mm-hmm. we're like, that's when you know. Like yeah. your gut tells you like something has something has happened. Because you know, they send messages, like yeah. they text you to let you know, like all updates. And we were like, something has happened. And we just like look at each other, and then you see what you don't ever want to see is your doctor r- around that corner to come find you.
0: Mm.
1: And she sits down, she says, Just don't panic, but he's He stopped breathing. (laughs) Uh, That's not something you ever want to hear. Um, Like, so we just instantly start crying. Like, he's like, he stopped breathing when they took the breathing tube out. So they had to force it back down him to keep him just keep breathing again. Mm. So that was the first traumatic thing that we heard. And then his oxygen wouldn't stay up. So Mm. he had to stay on constant oxygen. So I felt like from hearing that, that's how we knew that this stay was not going to be easy Mm -hmm. it was going to be really hard on us and then we finally went back to see him and he's just fully intubated he's just limp
0: Mm -hmm. he's just
1: not it's just not ever how you want to see your baby and that's that's not not the typical that's not how I left him that's not typical he's after his lip surgery he wasn't he was out of it, but like it he was there. He, he was there. Like you, like could
0: see. Was slain. he intubated after his lip surgery for a little while too? No, he was. No. He was good. Okay, he, he, you could see him. He was good. He, so you, the the typically after the palate surgery, they extubate him while in recovery. Yes. So by the time you get back there, it's out. Okay. So this was they extubated him, and then he they waited breathing, and then they waited
1: to even bring us back until he was good. Yeah. So. We went back there and he just looked just Both helpless. like really? it was just the worst feeling as a parent that you because I was like, that's not how we left. Yeah. Him. Even though I know that's what needed to happen. But like, what are you like? He's a baby. He's mm-hmm. one like he's helpless. And then from then, like that journey started a 12 a day streak of trying to figure out what to do. Really? <laughs> yes, it was. We never expected to be in the hospital. No, because there's actually another family that's from our hometown that has had two kids that also had cleft
0: palate and lip. They was in the hospital.
1: I think they went home three days. Maybe went home the next day. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. so we were expecting that. Yeah, expecting easy, (laughs) like to just go home the next day and it'd be good. But not two weeks. No, not two weeks. It was.
0: And what all were his struggles? Eating. Okay. Eating. So eventually, he came off. He got extubated.
1: Yes. That was before we even went back there. So they made him
0: absolutely where we didn't have to see any of oh, that. okay. Okay. Sorry so we were I able to extubate him, but he was on oxygen yes, support. Yes, oxygen
1: support the entire time until that next day. Okay. He okay. had to have oxygen because okay. it was so, so low.
0: Goes up to the floor on oxygen. Yes. Okay. I'm
1: still so out of it. I don't really think we even got to hold
0: him until that next day. Was the first surgery as long? Was it four or five hours? No okay Mm-mm. so part of it could have been you know how long he was under yeah right can really affect most their waking up most definitely you know, the the more anesthesia that they get the it harder so of a sad. time it's it is so sad I know. it's
1: heartbreaking to see so i don't think we really even held him until that next day and he's just hooked up to mm-hmm. so many things like yeah. it's like you have to like wiggle your way around just to hold them properly and he's just that 1% that did not want to eat anything. So we had Amy Claire come in there. We had other speech pathologists come in there. We had Dr. Stocks come in there. I think we had everyone under the sun, nurses, doctors. And you're trying even all the old tricks you've tried. All and the old tricks to try to get him to eat something. Yeah. And this at this point, he was eating like food food. Yeah. Not just bottles, but we were just trying strictly on a bottle. Yeah um trying to get him to eat and nothing i mean he was just limp like Mm -hmm. he didn't want to be held he was just like he had no energy i think it took him at least a week just to try to try to raise up like try to raise up try to get him to where he got his strength back Mm -hmm. it really took everything out of him and then eventually to the point where he was just not going to eat at all and also to the point like we're going a little stir crazy yeah i can't imagine families that had to stay longer than mm-hmm. what i just it god bless them because yeah. our stay was very minimal to what other families do um but i looked at i think it was amy claire coming there because she come in there every day yeah also a very good friend of mine but she also was such an advocate for slayton I was like, something has got to give. Yeah. Like, I don't know what we have to do, but he has, like, he hasn't ate in almost two weeks. Wow! Like, we got to get something in him, and like, he would take a little bit, but it's nothing to like say he's eight. Yeah. And I said, I don't care what we have to do, but we're gonna have to do a feeding tube. I know it's not what you want to do, but we're gonna have to do a feeding tube, and they were very much against it because palate surgery. We did a um, NG tube, so through his nose. Um, palate surgery you're going right there mm-hmm. they're very much against it and I was like y'all don't understand like I think as a mom and even a dad like you know what's best for your child mm-hmm. you have to stand up for them you have to be an advocate for them because they can't talk mm-hmm. they can't speak so I was like I don't know what we have to do how to make this work we co go practice on somebody or something like a, anything to just try to get this to work but my son has got to eat yeah so they eventually agreed to put the NG tube in. That right there is horror in and of itself, of mm-hmm. putting an NG tube in a baby. Um, but finally, we were able to get food in his belly. Yeah. And then we were there. I think that was like on day 10. We finally got the NG tube, and then we had to stay for two more days just to see if it was going good. And he mm-hmm. had to get x-rays to make sure it was in the right placement, if his food was going in the right place mm-hmm. in his belly. And then, so we went home on an NG tube. Okay. It took him a while to get used to energy. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. of the diet they had him on. Yes. He did not tolerated so well.
0: He threw up all over the place.
1: Uh, I forgot so all about to, that. We had to figure out a diet for him and a ratio as far as his formula. So yes. keep it down. Okay. So he has a great dietitian
0: Yeah, that also helps with that. Um, So it was. So really, the next, get it ten day 10, the next few days is just figuring that out. How yeah. to right. obviously get him fed, not throw up get it to where we're going home on that ratio
1: going okay. home where we're not having to come back. Yeah. So going home um cuz going home on in YouTube you have equipment, mm-hmm. you have all these things you have to do. Um so that was just 2 days of figuring it out basically. Yeah. And it was it was it was it was a, it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot and we're also just exhausted at that point. Yeah. So um it's also just figuring out ratio of coming off baby formula Mm -hmm. because he's a toddler now Mm because you know usually at like that mark you're supposed to like switch over to other like whole milk and i'm like well we're not doing that yeah so we're gonna have to do something and uh so he needed to be like on a like an older formula okay and that was not working so i was just like it is what it is we're going back to his baby formula (laughs) like i gotta get something in his belly so we did that for I don't I I couldn't even tell you how long. We did it until you ripped it out. Okay. So he ripped
0: it out once. We went back to La Bonner, put it back in because he still wasn't eating a bottle. Because I was gonna say, are you practicing? Yes. Okay. So you're you're offering him the bottle, yes. but the NG, NG tubes in, so you know he's getting the food and nourishment he needs. Yes. But when he's hungry, you're offering him a bottle, see if he'll take it, and he just won't. Mm, yeah. We're offering
1: okay. bottle, we're offering fruit, we're offering pouches, we're offering everything possible to just try to get him to yeah. eat and to get that like, get that no. out of his nose. And he care less okay one percent Yeah, one okay. percent so um finally the second time he rips it out and i'm like i can't keep doing this yeah like i can't keep doing this and we gave him a bottle and then like it took him a minute to want it
0: mm-hmm.
1: but he was like i think it was just a confidence thing with him like he's like oh i can actually do this yeah he took that bottle and we just took off
0: wow like we
1: just soared like praise yeah, okay. Like, so I'm telling you, like, a, a lot of this journey is, like, weight just being lifted off your shoulders mm-hmm. of when he does something. Yeah. Because you're just like... He's in his own time. Oh, he's in his own, time, his own but time. time, you stress your mama out, yeah. <laughs> is what I say. Like, he stresses me out so bad. But finally he took it, and then we've been amazing okay. since then. Been up here, ever yes, uphill ever since Yes, up So that's been kind of the last four months. The last four months is him... He really has never been an eater, so it's really learning how to eat. Okay. And then he's very much a bottle baby. So uh, learning how to eat, learning how to breathe was such a big one. That's a thing that I don't think most cleft parents understand. Yeah. Is breathing. Like these babies are born with holes in their faces, yeah. like holes in their mouths, So like they're breathing. They're used to that. Yeah. In your belly. That's how they breathe. Yeah. Like outside. That's how they breathe. And then we're going and we're messing all of that up. Uh-huh. So they have to learn how to breathe all over again. Wow. That was the scariest part with his lip surgery. We were very much against sleep, him sleeping in the bed with us. Mm-hmm. But I'm terrified of him stopping breathing because he didn't know how to. Yeah. So he slept with us for probably three weeks after just because so scared. Yeah. Um, Second one, we were a little bit better just because we knew what to really watch for. But breathing is such something you just don't think about because yeah. you're reconstructing their entire face. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. He looks like a completely different child.
0: So now, currently, he's... Fully eating on his own, drinking on his own, and y'all are just introducing new things, like starting to introduce cups, starting to introduce straws. Can he do straws? No, he can't. He can't. So
1: um, straws, that's that's a somewhat, sometimes a mission for most cleft babies is they really have to Have that suction. He's not there yet. So he just does like the sippies that like he
0: turns up. Turn up. up. Okay. But he could have a straw. Oh,
1: 100%. He just has to get there. Because of the. Yes. No, he just has to get there to where when that happens though that is like a huge
0: milestone okay huge milestone okay.
1: like he knows what a straw is and he knows what it does he just doesn't understand the whole sucking aspect yeah
0: it? okay um, so right now y'all are still in just either the turn up the bottle and mm-hmm. it kind of easily comes yep. out or turn up a sippy mm-hmm. cup it easily comes out mm-hmm. spoons loves a fork loves a fork, <laughs> loves a fork, loves a fork. Loves he's not about the baby
1: forks he likes the adult ones can he suck the pouches or no. do you squeeze
0: the pouches into his mouth? He's that one percent that you put it into a bottle for him. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yes, he he. Well, but when you said that, because I thought about that. I mean, a straw to me and a pouch. Yes, no, he can't do it. Are very similar. Yeah, he can't do so it. I would think if if he can't do a straw, I would think it'd be yeah. really hard to do a yes, pouch. Yeah. I mean, unless you squeeze and it comes out. Right,
1: he has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. So we we've always put it in a a bottle. Okay, and that's how he gets his
0: little pouches. Okay, okay, so, okay. Yeah, but and so just. Um, and are y'all still seeing? Any? Yes. Okay. So, um, we have a cleft
1: appointment this month, actually. Okay. So, and we haven't seen the orthodontist since after his palate.
0: Okay. Okay. But and what about the therapist? Are you still seeing
1: the therapist? So, he sees all of them. Cleft Clinic, you see everyone. Okay. Yes. So. Um, at LaBonner, you see, so you see Dr. Stocks, Amy Claire, Natalie, who is his dietitian, okay. the nurse, you see them all when you're there. Okay. Which is so amazing about Clef Clinic here. That is amazing. Like it's one of the, yeah, it's the only one around here yeah. is where you have a speech pathologist, a dietitian, and the doctor all That's on the amazing. same team to okay. help you.
0: Okay. So any Clef Clinic. So parents, when you go, you've just got, if you've got a list of questions, you've got them all there. written down and you're able to say. Yes. Okay. Help me get to where he can suck or yes. do this or do that, or what are some tricks or trades you've seen? And, and are you also on like any kind of support groups or Facebook pages? Oh, absolutely. Okay.
1: Absolutely. Okay. No, that's the only way we were really able to function of trying to get, make sure we weren't the only ones because yeah. we only know of that couple mm-hmm. that has a cleft
0: baby and so on those um is that something you would encourage other families to oh, do as well 100 okay. i feel like that's where you get all the stories from some of the stories they kind of scare you
1: more than anything because it's you're like oh my goodness that's going to happen to me yeah but it's also so rewarding in a sense if you see their journey yeah so me i'm such an advocate especially in the cleft clinic if i see another mom i'm gonna go introduce myself Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna talk to you because it's usually a newborn because that's when you start when you're a newborn yeah and i just like want to hug them and say i promise you you're gonna make it i always give my number out i always give my number out i will do anything possible um actually going back so there was a baby in the hospital after slayton's lip surgery um she was in the nicu it's a cleft lip and palate baby and the mom um, very overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I just gave bottles. I'm like, this is what it worked for us. Yeah. Like you just like in the cleft community, you do what you got to do to yeah. help because it's not while they talked about. Yeah. So that's because we knew nothing about it. Yeah. So now I'm just such an advocate in the sense of I want to be there and I want to help you. And I promise you it's going to be okay. And you're yeah. going to make it. And I can only go from our journey and our story, but I feel like our story it's so wild that yeah. like it's I can I can help and yeah. I I'm always want to be one that can help uh, another mom get through it cuz it's it's
0: a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. So tell me tell me y'alls what what are your hopes for the next you know, three, four, six months. What are your hopes with Slayton? What are what are your thoughts? What are the next steps that they've given you or you hope for?
1: Right. Well, he is in therapy. Okay. So we have someone come to the house. He's not talking. It affects your speech. So he says mama, mm-hmm. but that's, and he babbles, but that's pretty much all his um, speech is. Um, and then he's not walking yet. He's had to have three sets of tubes. So mm-hmm. his balance is all over the place it also is a part of clef mm-hmm. it is your ears mm-hmm. which you don't think about either yeah yeah all connected um, it, it literally is all connected yeah. so definitely continue speech we're in speech twice a twice a month okay so talking walking eating all the things mm-hmm. um and then I mean, he, he's pretty great. He just started sleeping through the night, so that's... that's yeah, that is a huge that's, win. That's a huge... <laughs> like a, like a that's, <laughs> a, that's a huge win. That is a huge um, win
0: for all three of you.
1: Yeah, so he won't have to have another surgery, a major surgery, until he's like five. Okay. So he still has a little gap in his gums, where okay. his gums were so far apart she couldn't pull them all the way together. Okay. So he'll have to bo-
0: have a bone graft when he's like five. Okay. But hopefully, until then, we're just soaring. So you said something earlier that was, um, you know, something that I didn't know either. Is that you said, you know, if he wants to have things down Mm. the road. So obviously, right now, y'all are making the decisions Mm. for him, and and obviously, those first two major surgeries are have to can't function without them. Have to. So and then this third one you're talking about, where connecting the gums, that's another one that obviously have to. to. Mm -hmm. And then after that. Um, is that a, you know, y'all and him? Like, will y'all involve him in that? Of, Because are you saying is it, if he decides, is it that just to lessen the scar or to lessen? So his lip goes up like you can tell most
1: with cleft babies you can tell that they've had right clef. right um his lip just goes up and his nose is still kind of indented okay. that's just because the extent of his yeah clef. so yeah. if he chooses when he's older to want to have surgery on that 110 percent. okay we think he's perfect just the way he is yes. but um teenage boy i mean yeah. I, I, he he can whatever mm-hmm. he would like to do okay um but I know f- Dr. Stocks would love to do something just because she could only do so much in that time with yeah. him being so little. So I know that she would love to do something with his lip. But in that case, it's off. That's all his decisions okay. if he would want to do anything okay. more.
0: But she feels like she could do oh, more. Oh, absolutely. She could do more. Okay. She could, she I'll have to
1: show you pictures. She of, just
0: needs him to get bigger. Yes, yeah, to okay. get bigger.
1: So the the first surgery was you have to do that before they're one because mm-hmm. they're growing so much like you want to get that close, okay for them to keep growing okay so that was they usually do that at six months okay that first surgery yeah no matter what every cleft baby that chooses to have that surgery is usually at that six month mark okay um palate surgery is usually at that year mark okay it's usually very standard yeah for a cleft baby okay okay but from there on out after that that bone graft surgery that's that's up to him yeah it's whatever he would like to
0: it's mainly cosmetic surgery. yes
1: definitely cosmetic surgery yeah. It's it's he doesn't have to if he wants
0: to or, mm-hmm. but or. this next one is not cosmetic it's no a, that's, that, that's
1: a have to because yeah. there's still there's still a gap right there so that gap right there affects there's still a hole yeah so that can also affect his palate. Okay. It also affects everything. Okay. So it's just but a waiting game. It's a waiting game until he's five. Because so he I'm really not sure the reason you have to wait until you're five. I think it's because they want another his like his. um I'm sure it's bone development. Bone development, like how teeth his teeth, in. teeth come yeah. in and stuff. Okay, um,
0: but I, think it'd be, I would think it'd be harder to do once the teeth what, come that's in. That's what I thought too, but. Not a yeah. doctor, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Um, but they said usually like five or
0: six okay. is when they're uh, will do that bone graft. Okay. Um, I feel like, you know, we kind of always list out some questions of different things, but I feel like, you know, we answered so many of them. Um, And especially in regards, I think y'all did a really obviously a wonderful job of advocating for Slayton and being his advocate and, and standing by his side for the ins and the outs and the ups and the downs. I think you also really touched on some great things of that. Reaching out to others or seeking out Facebook Mm. groups or support groups or cleft palate uh, groups or whatever else that it can it can be. There's some pros and cons, Mm. you know, that they're, and when I say cons, I just mean that you may see some things that are hard uh, and some stories that are hard and stories that haven't ended in the way that you hope yours will end. Every journey is different. Every journey is different. Um, But for y'all, you felt like it was an encouragement to know, one, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Two, these families have gotten through it. We can get through Mm it. Um, And also have someone that you can reach out to because obviously, you know, I've been through you know, a long hospital stay Mm -hmm. and very hard things with my child. But what you went through and what I went through couldn't be, you know, any different as far as the the medical side aspect. I can understand when you talk about the going stir crazy Mm. and the feeling like the walls are coming in and just the constant like things aren't going the Mm. way that you hope they're going. I understand all that and I understand what it's like to be in a hospital, but I don't Understand, you right. know the aspects that y'all did, and so to have someone that kind of um, gets that part, I mm. think is is key. Right. Um, and you know, I want to say too, just hearing both of you talk so much, that my hope is that if anyone's listening to this and it's just gotten this diagnosis, or has just found out in the womb, or or even I know there's cases where the baby's born and they mm. had no idea. Yes, no idea. Until that happens all born. the time. Yeah. Is that y'all know that there are people like Morgan and Kate who are willing to listen and talk and willing to to reach out. And so if you would like to talk to them, please reach out to us, and we would love to give their information for y'all to be able to um, speak with them. But thank you for being honest and open and sharing Slayton's story and sharing y'all's story. And um, you can tell how strong the two of you are. You can tell how strong your marriage is. Um, I know just in— what we went through and in, in walking this road for the last 15 years that you often see families, it either brings them closer or, mm. it, or it pulls them apart. And so, um, you know, one of my hopes and desires with the For Spence Fund and the way that we try to love and support on families is that we want to see marriage just get stronger. We want to see families stay intact. We want to see siblings be OK. We mm. want to see moms and dads be OK. We want to support the fathers who are trying to support the mothers and and so forth. And so um it's just a it was a real joy to get to meet y'all and to hear your story and to see the way that y'all have loved and encouraged each other and the way that y'all have loved and encouraged Slayton. Mm-hmm. And um I'm just excited to see him and his journey continue and anything that we can do to support y'all know that we're here for y'all as well
1: thank you so much for having us it was great it was so much fun to talk about him so i enjoy it
0: um we just really appreciate y'all being here today so um we can't wait to hear more about slayton's life and uh, maybe we'll even do a recap in the future most definitely all right thank y'all for joining us thank you thank you for listening to our latest episode We hope that this podcast is a resource for you and a source of support. Whether you are facing illness in your own family or want to walk beside other families dealing with childhood illness, we want the stories, wisdom, and knowledge shared to give you hope. Episodes will be released bi-weekly, so be sure to subscribe today.